0: Welcome to the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. We're here for episode five. It is NXT Takeover: Rival in 2015. Stuart, you're back with me. How are you doing?
1: Very well, mate. Very well. This is. I was. I was looking forward to watching one of your picks, and I was pleasantly surprised. Aye, <laughs> I some good wrestling.
0: <laughs> well, you know, as I say, we've done the attitude era and we've done the present day. So I thought let's try and land somewhere a wee bit in between. Um,
1: it's nice to see where NXT kind of came from.
0: Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. They're so of mind- course, NXT was going for two or three years at this mm-hmm. point still, mm-hmm. but it was very much early days, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the big brand that it is now. It's much, much further on now, and it's it's interesting to go back and see. You know, with some of the talent well, that we, we know so well today, um, oh, where they got their start and what they were like back then as well. Because I think, you know, I watched this probably at the time, but it's different when you see them now and going back and thinking, Christ,
1: that's what that guy did then you know, or that's how he started them, you know. Um... I would totally agree. And you can see Triple H's fingerprints all over this show. Uh, the show. The amount of heavy metal uh, intro theme songs is incredible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, he's got his, he's got his hands uh, well in this. And yep, it's, uh, it's come a long way. So far from the kind of reality show that they had, um, so yeah, yeah happy days. Yeah, when
0: they, were, you know, they were sort of what's say dark segments because it was recorded, but you know they were in the downtime of of Raw and SmackDown doing their their, their obstacle courses and yeah, that... you know promos in the ring with Matt Striker, etc. You know, yeah, that
1: garbage, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so February 11th 2015 at Full Sail University, of course NHT's home in Winter Park, Florida um, A standout attendance of 400 plus um, it's, I <laughs> mean the, the standard it's,
1: attendance in Full Sail It's a hog standard, yeah, definitely It's their own version of the, the impact zone in it But, yeah. I mean, they weren't as electric as they were they would get in kind of a future years but i mean there's there's only so much noise you can make with 400 people
0: absolutely and you know and i think that's something that i've always said about TNE. obviously you've said that about impact the impact zone etc and um, current TNE, of course they record it in places where it's not people who are actually buying the tickets it's people who are sort of just wandering off the street etc yeah. yeah. and you just don't get the atmosphere and i think that really can hurt production sometimes but full sale does provide an atmosphere as fans who want I, to see it.
1: I was going to ask you, what, what do you think of the full sale venue?
0: I, I, I love it. I think it's, it's
1: really nice and intimate. It's, it's, it's nice.
0: I think um, in the current day, it might have run its course for me. Um, I think it's nice that it's the same environment. But now that NXT are trying to compete, well, sorry, they have a competitor in AEW. AEW looks better in terms of being in these bigger arenas. Yeah. Um, and I think it would help NXT because they have the production quality there. They have, you know, the great lighting. They've got the money behind them with WWE, etc. So they can build a really good show. Um, I know it's a unique look and I know it's better for them probably to have everything in the one place. Um, and it's easier for the talent, who I'm sure they all live locally, etc. So they don't have to pay to travel out, especially some of the younger talent and more recent signings to NXT. Yeah. They're not on an awful lot, I assume. Um but by the, by the same token, you know, if, you, if you're if you're challenging, you've got somebody challenging you now on a Wednesday night. It would be, maybe be better if they went on tour a little bit, even just sometimes. You know, maybe four weeks and then go back to full sale for a wee bit, and you know, um, just give it a different look and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, happy with that, especially since they're live now and they're not taping four weeks, four week blocks. Yeah. So
0: it would it would make more sense, I think, for them.
1: Um, I didn't even realise they were still taping in full sale. So
0: yeah. Still recording the TV in full sales. I think now it would be better for them to maybe move around a wee bit. I think it would just get a better atmosphere for them, you know. Um, that's one thing that AEW has over them at the minute, I think. It looks like a bigger show. Okay. So, um, we have Rich Brennan, Corey Graves and Jason Albert on commentary. Um, quite a unique commentary trio, would you
1: agree? <laughs> I would, I was hoping that it was going to be Regal. I think they've maybe just missed that yeah. era where Regal was commentary. I was devastated.
0: Corey only retired, I think it was December, Um uh, two thousand fourteen so he's only just joining. Yeah, yeah, am um, too many concussions. Um so they sidelined him and he, he jumped straight into the commentary role almost immediately. Yeah. Um and he seemed a natural and you know he's, he's gone on to become you know a premium announcer on WWE now he's, he's he's part of the SmackDown team Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. Um and probably one of the best announcers Derby have produced in recent years.
1: Just since they keep off Twitter.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I he started talking on the on the show pal. Yeah. Um so Jason Albert, real name Matt Bloom um he retired in 2014, of course, and the highlight of his career being tensai. Um, <laughs> and he is now give me, the... me a train any day. Oh yes, yes. Obviously, I'm, I'm watching that, that era. You're right now where a train is now a thing, and <laughs> ah, I like a train. Step, step up, your up to that
1: many match with with Dager. <laughs>
0: Oh, <aye. laughs> um, So this was. Uh, he then became the lead. Um, coach, head coach in the performance centre in May of this year, um, and the yep. role he still holds today, obviously after the build up stuff, which um, we so don't yeah, touch right. on too much. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah uh, I mean, he's producing talent,
1: so fair play. Yeah,
0: and you know, he seems to be doing a fantastic job, I mean, he's yep. been there, you know, five years in that role, and the talent just keeps coming through, and the quality's been phenomenal, so um, I think he's really well suited. Of course, he's been in the business for years, you know, yeah, definitely. and what a lot of people don't know is he made it big in Japan, you know, I mean, he was out there uh, all Japan pro wrestling he did some Mm -hmm. appearances for New Japan he was out there for I think it was seven years he was out there Um, so a a long spell out in Japan and and sort of making money out there as well so he's well travelled yeah
1: good stuff good stuff always a fan
0: oh yes uh, and Rich Brennan who I didn't really remember an awful lot of Um, he was not bad on this show I thought he was Mm -hmm. decent enough Um, he was apparently released in 2016 Um, he was a lead announcer on Smackdown for a while before being moved backstage eventually being released so um, he wasn't there much longer after this but I thought he was good
1: yeah, no complaints. I thought the commentary team was smashing. Yeah. Again, I'm not a big fan of the three, three-man three team, but yeah, I was happy with this. Yeah, well.
0: you, you take it with a pinch of salt, don't you? Yeah, um, definitely.
1: It was a nice back of chemistry as but... well.
0: So we get the opening contest, um, Hideo Itami versus Tyler Breeze. Um, Hideo had lost to Finn Balor in the semi-final of the number one contendership tournament. Um, after the match, a wild Greg Hamilton appears, of course, now the, the, the lead announcer on SmackDown, um, As a backstage interviewer here, he interviews um, Hideo Itami, and who was attacked by Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze stating that he could have beaten Finn Balor and Hideo has wasted his opportunity, uh, which leads to this match. So, quite a a thrown together match. But um, I think at that time, you know, when they were doing tournament, especially and only having an hour on TV, it's probably more difficult to build feuds. Definitely, 100%. So, we get uh, the debut of Tyler Breeze's patented selfie stick. Brilliant.
1: What an um, entrance, what an entrance. Yeah, I was basing
0: that off the reaction of the announcers. I've no research that, but the fact that they were saying, what is that? And then I was like, well, it must be new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Um, I was thinking to myself, uh, did you enjoy the, the plan uh, that, that rushed into Breeze's entrance as well? That was fantastic. Yes. So yeah, brilliant. Um, watching his entrance, I don't know why it never happened, but uh, Breeze could have teamed with Dolph Ziggler on the main roster. And so,
0: when I he thought, did go up, I think he was put with Dolph, and think Summer Rae. Was I it? think there was something oh, there when he yeah, first went up, but okay. uh, it uh, just okay. fizzled out in no time. Um but absolutely I could have seen that. And also um with his furry boots, he would have been a perfect third member for Eminem Love with it. Nitro and Morrison. It. Yeah. Um absolutely. Or Mercury even. So uh, the the plant I think was Live Morgan. By the way, oh, what's I, had, it? <laughs> I had a pause and I was like, that nah, was Morgan. And I had to be look online and see, uh-huh. see some people making some puns about it. Um, I can't believe it and stuff like that. Like, um, but it looked like Liv Morgan, so I think that's who it was, um, which is always interesting. It's always like you remember Adam Rose and his Rose, rosebuds, and you yeah. see all these yeah. future stars dressing up as bananas yeah, and stuff. Just, yeah, um, and such, yeah that's right. So we get um, a quick start here. Hideo Tamik is plenty of offense in. Um, Tyler then turns the tide Working the leg Of of Hideo uh, Mm -hmm. In order to take away The kicks and stuff And the commentary team Touch on that as well Which is very very nice Um, We get a nice figure 4 Around the ring post Which I always love Love that spot Mm -hmm. Yeah Creative But it just looks As if it may actually hurt (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tyler's utilising The rest 5 count Of course He's a heel Um, You know Taking all the time he can Working on that leg Hideo gets breeze up For the GTS at one point um, In which the crowd Actually erupt And like Oh you know We're going to see this Obviously it's not long After Punk's life And stuff like that so still a bit of controversy around the move. Um, I think it was actually Hideo that invented the move. It was he
1: originated the yeah definitely. Yeah,
0: um, Breeze reverses that. He hits a super kick for a two count, and then Hideo gets a comeback, and ends the match with a running kick for a one, two, three. So solid opener. Um, eight minutes thirteen seconds. Um, what did you make of this?
1: It was yeah. I mean, it was a bit slow. You know, I mean, they were just they were kind of trading kicks back and forth, back and forward. Uh, I just eventually cannot. I'm gonna call him Kent, yes, but... uh, <laughs> uh, i a I like Kent as Hulk up and then the any yeah. strike combination. I thought the finish was a bit flat because it was just a like kind of a it was like a running kick. I well thought... that's the
0: thing, you know, because it, it teased the G- the GTS as yeah, well, which that... is a finish. And yeah, then, that's, you know, that's A running kick is not really
1: a finish. Yeah, that's um... I was expecting the GTS for finish. Um hmm. not bad, you know. Tyler Breeze used to be quite good. Um yeah. in terms of a wrestler. Uh, it was good enough for an opener and um Jesus, Kenta used to be in good shape.
0: Wow, yeah, that, that was one thing as well, because I, I noticed and I thought, Christ, he looks in really good shape here. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Tyler Breeze, um, he signed with WWE in 2010 um, and went to FCW at the time before NXT was a thing. Um, he won the tag titles and the uh, heavyweight title down there as well at one yeah. point, um, before obviously going to NXT. He was very much a mid guy through a lot of his career, um, post-FCW, you know, yeah. he was sort of middling and...
1: He's always going to be that comedy guy. If you look at his
0: gimmick, yeah. it's it's comedy. Right you now, know, he's a good hand. You know, he, he has a good hand. He, he, he can he can talk. He can wrestle, um, but he, he just doesn't have that. He's got the look. He's got know? the
1: look. He's got everything. But there's, I don't know what is. I don't know what is missing. As you say, maybe it's just that X factor. Yeah. Um, what's his but his best stuff that he's done.
0: Uh, well so in they went to Smackdown in 2015 they, they then go on to team up, team up with Fandango um, and really Dolores cool. Breeze Ango, of course which is
1: Fashion Files
0: yeah and that, those Fashion Files segments that those two guys did together was probably the best work of i say both of their careers to be honest Um until last year, uh, Fandango got injured last year, so Tyler's sort of back to being himself now mm-hmm. um, on NXT and with the Cruiserweight stuff as well. I think 205 Live still running. I don't know. Don't watch
1: it. <laughs> I um, don't watch it. I was sure like it combined with NXT. Or yeah, NXT. I think
0: they're recording it at full sale now. Okay. Um,
1: I think it was the latest,
0: but I, say I don't watch it, so I wouldn't know. Um, but so, that, so that's what he's doing these days. Um, you know, I say a good hand. I think he's running running a wrestling school with Ty Dillinger. Um, okay. Also, Sean Spears now in AEW, so he um, keeps himself busy. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, hide- <clears throat> Excuse Hideo um also known as Kenta, of course. Um, big career in Japan. Uh, I think it was pro Wrestling Noah. He was an ace over there, I believe. Um, three-time junior heavyweight champion and the heavyweight champion over there um, before coming to NXT in 2014. Um, he got a big injury in May after this, um, which showed him out for well over a year. Um Of course, they worked at an angle, saying he got attacked in the car park. But he he, he got he got back over a year later, um, and never really hit the heights. He did go to a two hundred five live and stuff like that, but eventually released in uh, February of last year. Turned up in New Japan, um, which was slightly controversial, of course, being from Noah and being a big star there, um, to jump over to to New Japan. It was a controversial thing in in, in Japanese wrestling. debuted in the G1 Match in July and he's now fooding with uh, an Aito who holds both the uh, Intercontinental Championship and the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship after winning them at Wrestle Kingdom, so he's in the main event scene there, top heel over there and it's nice to see that he's found a place for himself now, isn't it?
1: Definitely, very talented man, very yeah. talented indeed
0: I'm not sure what, how, how it didn't work at WWE for him, because he was over everywhere else he'd been
1: um, I mean, you could argue that with most international stars that come to WWE, yeah. we'll talk about that in two matches time yeah, um, you know, guys like Sin that come in with the, the 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 reputation and they just can't adapt to the style. So yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So I mean, getting these little
0: uh, sorry, you guys No, I was
1: going to say like I always compare it to when um, the kind of 2000, one invasion came in, like yeah, when Jericho and stuff like in, mean, Like they just kept their own style. They didn't adapt to a WWE style. Mm-hmm. If if they were if these guys were around back then, they'd have been they'd have been, they'd have made it But alas, yeah. different story now. Yeah. So we get Sorry, I or... know you, I know you get to talk about this Barn Corbin match. <laughs> Oh no, no, no!
0: quite There's something in between That's even more exciting um, We get um, Everybody's favorite dad William Regal um, Oh yes Backstage Looking at Kevin Owens Very disappointed With his parents night report um, <laughs> the, ref- the referee's there t- Telling him off and Owens is looking at the floor And you can just see Regal Just staring at him As if he's ready To punch his out. It's if, just a fantastic Little visual
1: uh, Is there ever a, a person you'd like To disappoint less In your life Than William Regal like, yeah. <laughs> Oh you just... You know
0: you're going About it for mm-hmm. days Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Just that look of shame <laughs> yeah
0: so we get this one here and we get one later on with Sammy Jane I think it's to try and build the match by the referee to explaining the rules and saying he wants a clean fight it's similar to what you get in boxing and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what they're going with and obviously Regal being there as the a, a authority figure but with Kevin Owens, he's just looking down at him <laughs> <laughs> I have to say see you."
1: <laughs> it's what he done with um, Pete Dunn during the UK tournament the, the, yeah 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 off his tits at him and he just had that, <laughs> just had that skill, that that Blackpool skill. <laughs> yeah, <you're> amazing. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Love Regal and no one can tell him any different.
0: Yeah, oh, was brilliant. Um, you know, one of the guys who could really do it all and could legitimately break your break, break your leg, you know, or break yeah. your arm, but also was, was very very good at the comedy stick as well. Right, um, a rarity in wrestling. to find people the who most do, to, underrated
1: do underrated
0: all rounder. Definitely. So we get. Uh, match of the night uh, Bill Dempsey versus Baron Corbin um, yeah. <laughs> so these two men are having a bit of a competitive rivalry both being big guys and both trying to prove who's better than the other um, yep. storytelling 101 isn't it um, so Bull had lost the match to Baron in January um, so he then got involved in Baron Corbin's um, number one contendership match against Neville theme of the, the match um,
1: sorry theme of the night yes <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> I'm right. well, well
0: that's match. it <laughs> I, that's been your, your yeah. open story so far Um Corbin's old theme is good. His hair Love is it.
1: not. <laughs> He's, uh, he, yeah, it he seems to, yeah, yeah, He was always kind of a uh, going bald, but at least they wrestled without a t-shirt on for a portion of this match.
0: Yes. So, um, so Barron sort of charges the ring, they, they brawl on the outside immediately before Corbin takes a suplex onto the, the steel ramp. It was like a sort of that steel grid. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible yeah. thing to take a bump on. Yeah. Um they bulk get in the ring, and Baron has a spine buster.
1: Gorgeous. Thing I've seen do. Um, Gorgeous.
0: I'm not sure why he doesn't do that because it's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he did well. Um, Bill Dempsey, though, talk about a generic wrestler. Oh, Holy oh. moly, the the black um, double strap. Oh, he's just he's so generic. Big, yeah. long greasy hair, out of shape. Mm-hmm. He has a he's a carnival wrestler. Yeah, he he's, a, he's, a, he's an NWA opening wrestler, isn't he? Like... Oh, yes. He's, oh. Some, he's someone that's getting fed to the Steiners or something. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I struggled with the kind of facial dynamic here. I'm just going to assume that it was Corbin. Corbin's face at this point, yeah. yeah I've
0: taken he... that on his biography that I've done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, the, he, he shows no baby face likenesses. No. He's still the same person. Um, it just doesn't play to the code as much as he does when he's healed. Um, which we'll talk about. But uh, at some point, I, I'm just going to lose half of this because it was a rotten match. Uh, Bill hits yeah. his diving headbutt um, off the top, which is his finish. And I have got a two count. Mm-hmm. Um, Corbin tries to close line him out the, over the top at some point, and he yeah. So go.
1: this was the fucked up. Uh... Over the the rope spot and the the, the crowd started chanting uh, "Botchimania." Well, what a, yeah. bunch, what a bunch of cunts! Like, yes. give them a break. Like, I mean, on. this is the
0: thing: it's development at the end of the day. Um, exactly.
1: Stop your marks. But
0: I, I think that's also you know, Bill Dempsey being a wee fat guy um, and being I ball mean, heavy, trying to get over the top exactly. sometimes.
1: Like two big guys, they're two big behemoths. There's going to be there's going to be clashes. There's going to be yeah. clumsiness. Just get over it.
0: So Corbin gets thrown at the steel steps at some point um, as he makes his way back into the ring. Dempsey goes and grabs a chair, uh, swings it for Corbin who reverses it somewhat into an end of days. Um, mm. Looked a bit clumsy. Was when it, I clean, it was it? No, but uh, I wouldn't say it was botched, but you know, it looked a bit messy. It's um, one of my
1: favourite moves and when it gets hit properly, it's incredible. Gorgeous, yeah. but when it's I, I, messy, I, I reckon it's, it's,
0: it's a lot harder, harder when somebody's bigger and holding a chair. Exactly, exactly. Right? Um, so so fair point for trying something a bit more creative. Um, but... That's got the one, two, three, four minutes, 15. Um, the finish yeah. showed a lot of sloppiness at the end, but it was a bit sloppy at times. Um, but as I say, you, you can give them some leeway because it's, it's, it's NXT, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's early days of their career. Um, so who was Bill Dempsey? Uh, Bill Dempsey was an under wrestler, um, 2005 to 2013, when he was saying, with NXT. Didn't do an awful lot, released in February 2016. Um, it has appeared in the Ring of Honor and stuff like that since then, but very, very very much a local indie wrestler. Um,
1: yeah, this was the guy that his gimmick was always trying to get into a better shape and he would do the like, jumping yeah. jacks while eating so stuff. was obviously he was
0: yeah. still having a serious gimmick here, it seemed. Mm. But very it's soon still... after this, he would go he would go in a comedy sort of routine. Um, I think we, we saw NXT Live in the, in the UK on the tour mm-hmm. um, and he wrestled Ty Dillinger and it was a comedy match and it was quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, so I, would, you know, I wouldn't say he was, he was useless in the wrestling world, but yeah. um, certainly not a star by any means. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Corbin being an, an ex-American footballer, um, he played offensive guard for the Indianapolis Colts and the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what of that means. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> done my research though, did I? Mm-hmm. Uh, he
1: played a sport in America. Yes,
0: he played, he played American sport. America. Uh, he signed with NXT in August of 2012, debuting in October. Um, eventually turned to in May of this year, 2015. And he never really looked back since then. Um you know, he he's a natural heel, that's that's what he should be. Um of course I had a big match with uh Rhino on NXT, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of people remember but he's NXT run. Um his main roster debut was in two thousand sixteen, I believe, at Mania thirty two, where he won the Andre the, Giant, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um so they couldn't have booked him much stronger in terms of debut, um, you know, giving him a rub like that at Mania. Mm-hmm. Um I think I Mania Thirty two was the one in Dallas as well, which was a hundred odd thousand. So is that a capable
1: attendance or is that actual attendance?
0: I'm not sure. I think I look far <laughs> off, to be honest with you, that one. Um, so he joins SmackDown in the 2016 draft. Um, he's won the Money in the Bank, um, which he failed to cash in, unfortunately. Um, he also won the US title there as well in 2017. Recently won the King of the Ring, um, which is his most recent sort of gimmick change being King Corbin. I think probably the the highlight was when he was doing the Constable of Raw and uh, the acting Gen- general manager stuff um, just last year when if if we did with Cut Angle and stuff like that. I had Kurt Angle's retirement match at WrestleMania. Um and he's challenged for the U- Universal Title on a few a few occasions. So he, he's he's a solid hand nowadays. Yeah, de- um, I
1: mean definitely. He's not um he's not got the big superstar kind of a charisma, but he's a solid heel. I don't care what MDC is, he's not he's also not a bad wrestler.
0: Yeah, you know, certainly from, when you watch this, you know, he, he's come a long, long way since then. And I think the confidence is a big thing, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super confident nowadays and, and, and arrogant as a heel and he, yeah, he's, he's very, just, very comfortable in that environment.
1: I think he's just learned not to give a fuck Yeah, um, about the kind of critique he gets online. And, and fair enough, uh, you're talking about your favourite kind of incarnation is the Constable Corbin. I like them. At his peak when he turned heel in NXT, and it was it was just amazing what he, he used to do. So, all these kind of uh you know the, 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 the kind of indie darling superstars that came in, he yeah. just used to cut promos on like I don't know who this guy is. I don't care who this guy is. I'm yeah. I've won this with an NFL. I'm a gold. T- is it two times Golden Glove champion or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've done I've done all of this. I don't care who is in is. I don't care. Yeah. Who Shinji Nakamura is, I don't know and, who these people are, but... and
0: that's really good for getting heat with that crowd. Yes, exactly. Perfect,
1: perfect yeah. antagonist for that kind of crowd.
0: Like whether that was him or whether that was you know whoever was running the show. Oh, I think, of the coaches, but, <laughs> I think that's about both. But yeah, it's but it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, you know, um but I think he's done really, really well, and I, I do, I do believe that maybe over the next couple of years we'll see him. You like, we'll see him hold, hold one of the top titles. I totally you know? agree. Totally agree. I think he's that kind of guy where he gets heat wherever he goes, and people, you know, people argue that it's go away. It's I don't don't necessarily think it is. Um, I think it's more, you know... And the thing is, if you hate him because of the way he is in certain ways, and that's still working. You know? It doesn't matter how you're getting the heat. If you're getting the heat, especially nowadays, it's very very difficult to get
1: heel heat. Because it's so, so, because it's so cool to boo the heel, isn't it? Like... Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry, to cheer the heel,
1: yeah. Yeah, to cheer the heel, sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. So we get... Um... Obviously this is the Sami Zayn William Regal part that we spoke about earlier But we also get uh, Becky Lynch and Bayley, um Getting ready for their match later on uh, And of course we get the four horsewomen later on In a few four way, Which I was quite looking forward to watching actually <laughs>
1: what, a, what a talent in that ring
0: Yeah But first off we get um, Stuart's favourite tag team The Lucha Dragons um, yes. Taking on Blake and Murphy um, For the NXT Tag Champions So Blake and Murphy won the belts from the Ultra Dragons um, In January um, so we we'll get this some sort of rematch here on the pay-per-view. That's really the
1: story that we've got. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Buddy Murphy used to be actually called Murphy in NXT. Well, that's oh, right, yeah. Stop taking names away from people. Stop taking names away from people. He yeah. was called Murphy to begin with. Shut I, think, I, I think I think Murphy makes better sense, to be honest. How do you call a you, buddy? Yeah, that's, what I, that's it. You
0: know, buddy. Hello, buddy. Hello,
1: buddy. My buddy. <laughs>
0: that's a dog's name. Oh, <laughs> um... So we get um, a Carlos special straight off the bell here. Uh, attempt at f- <laughs> his first high spot, butch. Chorus of booze. He then does a submission which looks shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it redoes the head scissors successfully this time. So then we get Kalisto coming in to try and cut off Murphy from entering the ring. Drop catching to the outside. Attempt to jump to the outside. It slips another nah, f- rope. Up, 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 <laughs> and fucks yeah, that up as well. Yeah, but as bad as each other here. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Oh, go home, boys! Go to the finish.
1: <laughs> I was, yeah. It should have went to the finish after that. Oh, I don't
0: know if this was an earth thing, but it was absolutely rotten stuff. Um, we get Sin Rich Brennan calls it a victory roll off the top. It was sort of like a sunset flip yeah. attempt. I called it. I called it a victory splat. Um, yeah, definitely. We trade dance partners now. Kalisto and Murphy get in. um Cara and Blake get out. Um, Blake Murphy actually got a really nice tandem neck breaker at some point um in the match, which looked really, really good, got a lot of height on Callisto. Um Callisto then has a bit of a really good run where he shows you know that little he does that little flurry of things. He did it when he first came up to the main roster yes. well. He does that roll and kick yeah. and you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um that I did take a note that when Callisto first came up to the main roster and he was doing all that, I thought he was very unique. He was no He was one, very yeah, polished. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, he had a he had a, a, a good time at some point, but he's mm-hmm. he's certainly and done, done a ladder since then. Um he tries his, uh, his lucha chant and the crowd just totally sandbag it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, <not interested>. nope. <laughs> yeah. They've done
1: um, that. They've done it during the entrance, so I'm not doing it again.
0: Yeah. So we get uh, Murphy attempts to turn a suplex and a powerbomb, which Kalisto tries to, I think he tries to get head scissors out of it and he just goes splat again. Yeah. So another botch. Um, we get some back and forth pinfalls. Some iceberg tags, uh, Sin Cara and Blake are now in. I think Sin Cara gets a power bomb, but Corey Graves takes the piss because he doesn't get on top of them, you know. And he, he's targeting that throughout the match that the two dragons aren't staying on top of them. Um, it's almost like he knew the finish, you know, as mm. right? he's, he's, he's if he's saying, Oh, they're not staying on top of them, you know, they're not doing enough here, as if he knew who was winning the match anyway. Um, and I think at the end, we got our running super from Murphy, we where a frog splash from, um, not. Blake hits the running the place. Murphy hits the frog splash for one, two, 2 8 minutes 10. Um, this match was really damaged by the amount of botches in it. Um, the amount of pull the hit moves and bad timing and stuff like that. So, you know, there's not much to say about it.
1: Yeah. Um, aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can see the potential that Buddy Murphy had. Yeah. Because he was the only kind of shining light in this. That tag team desperately needs Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah she joins them not too long afterwards she's, she's currently out injured um, right okay she yeah. comes back I believe next month or the month after and then that's when she joins the tag team becomes her kind of valet because mm-hmm. um, she's kind of a she didn't get off to too hot a start with her actual kind of wrestling career so obviously transitioning to valet yeah. <clears throat> and then back into the wrestler so that was the best thing that could have happened to her and it's the best thing that could have happened to Blake absolutely. So,
0: yeah, absolutely um, so I think um so I've done. I've tried to do some research on the Sin Cara character. This took me about half an hour. I, Go on, I um, could not it. keep up with it because it was so, like... So I've, I've managed to simplify it a bit. So I'm not going to say what happened with them in Mexico, right? So I'm just going to speak about the Sin Cara character, right? So... Sin Cara is a bit more complex than Kalisto. So Kalisto, sorry, he wrestled for AAA, CZW, PWG and stuff like that. So he made his name on the indie scene in America. Um, as Samurai El Sol was his name. Okay. Um, same way NXT in May 2013, originally teaming with El Vocal. Do you know who that was? Nope. More commonly known as Alberto Del Rio's personal ring announcer, Ricardo Rodriguez. Oh, wow. Well. Quite interesting. <laughs> um, before, obviously, Sin Cara came down to NXT. So it's- currently under the mask is Jorge Arias, who is known as Hunico.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the original Sinkara was Luis Urive, Who debuted in 2011 That was the botchy one um, He got suspended in I believe it was August of 2011 For 30 days for violating the wellness policy I don't know where this is going So Hunico stepped in to the mask <laughs> Turned the character heel And then the original Sinkara came back And we got Sinkara <laughs> Azul Sin Cara Negro so we've got the black Cara and the blue Cara. Oh,
1: my.
0: Yes. Um, the original Sankara won that feud and Hunico was unmasked to go back to being Hunico. And, and in dental. 2013, they were going to release the original Cara, So they then put Hunico back under the mask and said, I'm doing NXT. Okay. But these two guys were also both, I believe, I could be wrong, but from what I've read, they were both mystical in Mexico. But they were both in the same promotion at one point, and that one of them had to change.
1: Yeah, so see what's happened there that one of them has stolen the Singara gimmick. Yeah. The opposite happened in Mexico. Yes. The other one stole the original Mysticals gimmick. What a weaving tapestry of bollocks and bollocks yeah well that's the thing as
0: well because mexico see if you look at mexican wrestling it's fucking nuts
1: yeah see
0: the amount of name changes the amount of people who wear the same mask and get called different names yeah yeah I, I i just couldn't be a fan of it because i couldn't keep you up you couldn't
1: keep up yeah oh
0: but uh, so anyway <laughs> eventually so sincar uh Hunico takes over the sincar in december of 2013 and goes down to nxt um on 2014 i believe um where obviously these two guys are combined in, in, in the July uh, they win the tag titles in September lose them in the January and then go up to the main roster I believe just after yeah. Mania 31 um, they failed to win the tag titles on a few occasions before Sin Cara got injured um, in July I believe no no, no I've wrote that they got injured at some point Kalisto won the US title from Del Rio um, this is on the build up to Mania 32 Um and then they both had Mania matches at Mania 32 in singles action. So it was Callisto versus uh, Ryback on the pre-show and Sin Cara was in the ladder match for the IC belt. So that was sort of probably the peak of both of their singles runs, to be perfectly honest. Um, I thought
1: Callisto's peak was when Braun Strowman threw him in a bin.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> More fitting. <laughs> uh, I'm not
1: garbage. Yes, you are. Yes that was a horrible
0: feud. Oh, um, so eventually they both get drafted to the separate brands in the July of 2016 uh, Sin Cara was just released in December 2019 he's got a 90 day non-compete clause but it looks like he'll be joining uh, AAA um, he's 42 now I think so he's very much in the twilight of his career mm-hmm. um, and Kalisto he's, he went on to be part of the Cruiserweight division won the Cruiserweight title at one point and is now part of the OG House Party on Smackdown
1: um, my second favourite tag team
0: yes yeah. <laughs> I mean you can't be the original can you um, let's move on to the next one <laughs> uh, uh,
1: very rapidly yeah
0: uh, Blake Murphy um, Wesley Blake actually trained at Dory Funk's school um, which I found quite interesting it's interesting you look up some of these guys and you see where they sort of came from mm-hmm. um, He came. From, it was a Funk Conservatory um, okay. I don't know if that's actually his conservatory at the back would you think
1: uh, I wouldn't surprise
0: me <laughs> um, he actually debuted in NXT with a cowboy character um, Wesley Blake that is before abandoning it and becoming obviously Blake and Murphy Um these two dropped the belts in August. Also, um, we said Alexa Bliss joins them at one point. Her and Blake then leave Buddy um, later on, uh, which teases a bit of a breakup. But Bliss is called up to the main roster soon after that, so the storyline just sort of fizzles out. Um, of course, Buddy Murphy, Australian, wrestled in Australia since 2007, uh, joined the next at the same time as Blake. He had a, a couple of matches before they two, obviously, United. Um, he went on to be NXT champion. Uh, sorry, NXT Cruiserweight champion. No, just the Cruiserweight champion. Cruiserweight. It's now the NXT Cruiserweight champion. <laughs> uh, he went on to win the Cruiserweight title in Australia at the Super Showdown. Um, just still one of the biggest pops in recent years. Yes, um yes. Mm-hmm. Great, great pop that night. Um, no, I mean, stay on the main roster. Of course, he's currently the Raw Tag Team Champion at the time of recording um, with Seth Rollins, obviously uh, Alain himself, his disciples and stuff like that right now and really finding his, finding his form and finding his potential, isn't he? Yes, yes. I liked his, um,
1: what was it, um, 205's best-kept secret. Yeah. Oh fantastic. In when he balls. first went
0: to the Cruiserweight division, he was too heavy. Sort of, uh, like, uh, I, I mean he, he, he still is but yeah. you know what like KFA okay, boys as well so he did the sort of Matt Hardy stick where he was trying to lose weight to yeah. compete for the title and stuff like that um, but really really good really charismatic but phenomenal in the ring absolutely brilliant in the ring and yeah. um, of cool. course Wesley Blake's still at NXT with the Forgotten Sons yes. gimmick now um, so that's where these two guys ended up <laughs> yeah good stuff so next, next up we get the most sort of intriguing match of the night I think um, we get Finn Balor versus Neville um this is the number one contendership final. Uh, so the winner, of course, becomes the number one contender for the NXT title. Neville, former champion, uh, lost the title to Sami Zayn at the last um, takeover, I think it was December, um, at Our Revolution, I believe it was. Um, so we get a nice little promo package here. Um, certainly, the promo packages don't seem to be up to the same level as the main roster stuff here. Um, I think the budget was maybe a wee bit less. I was going
1: to but... say, you can tell that they're not kind of putting uh, as much money into the yeah. these kind of segments. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was still good. I mean, it does the job. It explains what's happening and why you should care about this next match. So, yeah, happy days.
0: So, we get war Paint Balor. Um, you know, this, this is a really cool concept, but <laughs> it, was, it should be used as a, as a rarity, you know? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a special that, attraction.
0: Yeah. Um, we also got the, um, I don't know if they, I don't think they ever did it on the main roster, but when Finn Balor gets to the top rope during his entrance, they had the smoke coming up Brilliant. Like the turnbuckle, which was was fantastic, looked great. Um, you know, the, the production quality of his entrance was really good. It's, it's been well rehearsed.
1: That's where the budget went. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Aye, I, I mean, like the, the whole the camera angles, everything was just really well rehearsed. Um, you can tell it looked phenomenal as well. Uh,
1: Spot the superstar. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. Um, so as expected, we got a lot of fast-paced, hard-hitting exchanges throughout the match. Um, both guys. Super explosive offense.
1: Um, uh, Neville take charge after a we while. Must, we must have watched this a different match. <laughs> I thought this was, I thought that ground to a halt. I, like the first five minutes was nothing but headlocks. Uh, Neville trying to kind of slow the pace down, uses power because obviously the, both of them are uh, high flyers, but Neville's stronger than Finn. I I, th- I thought this match was garbage in the first half. Um, really? Oh, I, really? I, I, they, I mean they were on the mat.
0: Headlock, headlock, headlock. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have. Well, I've noticed that. that was just the first couple of minutes. they opened pretty quickly, and then as he, as I, as I'm about to see, you know, uh, Neville starts to take charge, with lots lots of headlocks, takes a leaf out of Orton's book as well. I've written. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: I mean, I was the first
0: to turn this match off. It was dull. Wow. No, the, the first couple of minutes I thought we were in for a treat here, but then obviously, as, as you said, you know, Neville never starts looking in the headlocks and stuff like that. Um, I think you know, story wise, it's it's
1: yeah it makes sense from that angle because yeah. as i say he's trying to outpower finn and he's trying to wear him down that way i liked the constant um so finn's trying to hit the the on the outside but neville keeps denying it he just keeps rolling back inside yeah. but then it would be rolling back outside and then more headlocks and then more rest holds but it did eventually perk up so
0: yeah so i think it sort of picks up once he hits that Champa, eh, That eh? Champa, that
1: plancher. <laughs> the the Tommaso
0: plancher. He has a Tommaso plancher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so he, we then get Neville trying to scramble away, and we get this really good visual of Finn like, creeping round the corner at the ring post, yes. trying to follow him round, and he hits that big drop kick into the barrier that we, we know him doing so well. He's currently sort of reunited that with Johnny Gargano, which we watched last week. Um, NXT take over Portland Go and check it out If you haven't already Um, (laughs) Plug it So we both We we get this real nice spot When we get back in the ring with fingers to the top and it hits like a coup de Graal On the back of Neville's head
1: Double shot to the back of the head Look nasty
0: Look nasty nasty. Love it Brilliantly done Mm -hmm. Um, It always amazes me That that move How he doesn't hurt anybody With that Um, Well he is
1: He's a small guy isn't he Yeah yeah. I mean, I I say he's small He's still like What 190 or something like that Yeah I can't imagine that Not hurting him
0: no, I know it's very, very hard to be gentle when you're putting all your weight onto somebody. Exactly. I mean, like, exactly. yeah. yeah, and there must be a trick to it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it must be something similar to how you, you know, you how they, how they, how they take the frog splash. Can I, you know, bring the arms up? Yeah, and and like you know, squeeze the tits together. <laughs> Can I, yeah, like lie, exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm and trying pins. to do the motion
0: here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so
1: we get a, it's a Neville Street combo.
0: Yeah, we get sort of a bit of back and forth for the thing, mm-hmm. reason and then we get. I like, think they both hit a kick on each other. Um, yes. Neville hits the savat kick, and yeah, Finn hits the pele kick, mm-hmm. and they both sort of fall down. And that's a sort of a nice wee bit to sort of reset and build up to the words finish now. Um, I thought it was closer to the end than it was, but still, you were to
1: go. There was still a bit to go, yeah. But this is when it started to pick up some steam, though. Um, I thought that kind of Neville, Neville kind of a strikes, and then Finn goes for the Pele kick, hits it, but Neville rolls through and hits the spinning heel kick for the kind yeah. of. A double spot down thought that was smashing um it absolutely plants finn by a german suplex oh yeah oh, oh gorgeous he's he's he, he's embedded in a flower bed there holy moly um, yeah oh he's explosive that's what i,
0: sort of, I sort of said at the start you know they both mm-hmm. have that in the locker and
1: you know um he used to do this crazy move it was the kind of a push the guy into the ropes and they would run like they would they would come backwards to him and then they would just snap him into a suplex yeah oh that's fucking incredible Love it wrestling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so we get a, I think
0: we get a sling blade by Finn. Um, he has a clothesline, it's just about tons, and everyone side out. Yes. Always annoy me when people sell it like that when they're against somebody who's smaller than them. The Rikishi bump,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, like,
0: exactly because big used they always do it. But I'm like, kish, come on, man, you're like three hundred
1: pounds. Well, to be though, he used to sell it against guys like Lesnar and James. Ah, J. yeah, Who fair Big guys anyway. I mean, Rikishi yeah. might be kind of uh, husky, but. Neville's like built, he's ripped. That's yeah. it's, The cell didn't make sense. I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, I, just, I mean, that's just a picky thing, yeah. But, uh, but we get the uh, it has the reverse lifting DAT, which I think is now the 1916. 1916, Yeah, um, wasn't it called that then, of course? Uh, it goes up for the coup de grace, coup de grace, coup, coup, coup de grace, coup de grace. It's because you spell it so differently for how you say coup it. De grace. <laughs> so I'm reading it off the page, and I'm going, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Neville cuts him off. Um... He then gets Finn the mat, goes up for his red arrow, um, mm. we get a knees up from Finn on the red arrow, which is, pff, I mean,
1: yeah, that must suck. <laughs> yeah, because
0: you, you can't slow the red arrow down. Yeah, you know you, you've got so much turning to do when you're up there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of velocity move. coming down. That that is one of the most um, over. That's one of the most protected finishers. The red, red arrow. arrow. Mm-hmm. Not many people ever kicked doing that. Um, so but we get when it landed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but when he hits it, yeah. Um, we get Balor hitting the big drop kick in the corner. That's the only graph for the three. So, um, I probably missed a bit out there, but it was, it was a really good match. Um, in the end, I think they, they built it up well. Um, it, it didn't go too long either. I did not think. No,
1: no. I, mean, I like this. I, I did like the kind of a, the story to this. It was a case of the competitor really, really sold it, and it was whoever gets to the top rope first and hits the yes. move is going to win. Perfect, and that's exactly how it played out. And I, thought, I think.
0: But, I think that's a case of you know, sitting everybody down before, yeah. and telling them this is what this match is all about. This, get is this, what, over.
1: this is what to look for in this match.
0: Yeah. This is what you're don't, don't, tell, to don't spoil the finish for yeah, them.
1: Yeah, ex- of course, of course.
0: But tell them how they're, how they're going to, you know, get this, these things over, because this is how they want to... Because obviously, if they all have a certain a central focus, you know, that being Finn and Neville, that being the commentators, that being the producer and the referee, etc., mm-hmm. they can build a match around that central focus.
1: Yep. Um, it was very um, Heyman-like on commentary. When he would, ah, right, you know, yeah. This is what you need to look out for. This is... This is the strains. This is what you're looking out for. It was all kind of a uh, Benoit Angle submission match, and it was it would just kind of a hit home. The first person to lock in their submissions going to win, basically, because yeah. the other person's not getting out of it. And this was the same. The first person to hit their move for the top rope is going to win because the other person's not going to kick out because it yeah. really put, it really put the moves over.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing and it, it puts both guys over yeah, it puts the radio offence over it's saying if mm-hmm. you know, one of these guys get to the top they hit their signature move then it's game over you yeah, know yeah. and also you know, when Neville gets up there and finally ain't moving you're like oh Christ he's going to win this and then the knees come up and you're like oh there
1: we go and you know it's wrestling Yeah, <laughs> I would have been fine if they cut out the first five minutes of this match
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I think by, by the same token, you know, obviously, it's both guys' first time being on there together, obviously, and yeah. NXT and stuff like that, so I don't mind that feeling out process, um, but it could have, I don't know what you mean, it could have done without it because both guys are that good and that quick, that yeah. you expect that fast-paced match throughout, um, so of course, both of these guys, um, major indie guys, made their names um, elsewhere, obviously, Neville, formerly known as Pac, and now currently known as Pac, um, trained in the UK, obviously, from Newcastle, um wrestled all over, PWG, Dragon Gate and stuff like that. Uh, he was also on a tour with TNA at some point, which I didn't know before I did my research. Uh, joined NXT in July 2012. We won the title against um, Finn Balor, uh, sorry, Finn Balor, uh, Bo Dallas. Um, he's also a two-time tag champion, once with Corey Graves and once with a guy called Oliver Gray, who I'd never heard of before. Um, they, they were actually the first ever NXT tag team champions. Okay.
1: Um
0: so he, obviously he went up to the, the main roster not too long after this, I believe. Um you know, this is him sort of passing over the babyface torch, if you like, to Finn. Um but Neville been probably the top baby face in NXT for the last year or two. Yeah, he um, did come
1: up to the main roster after that year's mania then. Just
0: just post mania, yeah, mm-hmm. he came up.
1: Um like, and, so what, that how good is that entrance? So I, I didn't get to, I didn't even get to touch on how good um Neville's entrance music yeah. was. It's just and then see when they added the Pyro um I know I'm going to kind of a step in your toes here, but when he became the king of the cruiserweights, yes, that explosion of pyro yeah. before he... ah, oh, brilliant. What he a, was,
0: you know, he, he went to the main roster, he was, you know, he's one of those guys, he would always open the show, yes. high energy matches, yes. the kids mm-hmm. loved him, you know, mm-hmm. he was brilliant in that sense, but he just never had that sort of oomph and then, but he, I think he broke his ankle and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. And when general, he came back, as a, yeah in yeah, that match with, with the Charles Robinson incident. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and when he came back, he came back to the cruiserweight division, turned heel, and just and I remember I remember watching Neville when you know he, he first came up, and I thought, oh, he's a total babyface. You know, there's no way he could be a heel. He's so entertaining to watch. Yep. And then he flipped the switch and he, he changed his style, and I thought
1: yeah this guy's brilliant it's it's always hard to see someone with that kind of high flying repertoire as uh anything else but a baby face can kind of yeah. i it was rvd but obviously it started incorporating the, the rings of saturn which popped me yeah remember, you know, um just tapping people out which then kind of a if he's improving his repertoire he's, he's kind of a sudden find that heel status as opposed to relying on the high flying kind of red arrow finish yeah which is but always I mean, going to get a
0: pop not only was that, you know, his best run, but it was, it was a money run, you know, people yeah. will want to watch the Cruiserweight match, matches. obviously I had a match, he had a feud with Austin Aries at one point, um, which was really, really good, mm-hmm. and it had more people, not me, but had more people joining in to watch 205 Live as well, which yeah, was the whole point of it.
1: Yeah. Um, what do pro- you, you think the problem for, for Neville was then, why did he never, can I go to that next level?
0: Um... How do you mean with WWE?
1: With WWE, yeah. Why was he never kind of a... How did he never get to that next level? Is it his size? Is it his accent? Is I it, don't reckon it's
0: his accent because I think his promos are pretty good. Yeah, um, he became pretty good. Yeah, I, well, I did. He yeah, came pretty good once he turned heel and, and mm. sort of filled that character out. Um, I, maybe he just didn't
1: stick around long enough. He's not a good looking fella. I think that's the problem. He's not. He's not got a marketable face. No, but I think that, that, that should work into the
0: heel persona. Nah, you know, I'm Remember not, not in WWE's
1: eyes, but uh, not in WWE's eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look. At, I get. Like, obviously, we'll go back and talk about Corbin. You know what I mean? he's a relatively, kind of good-looking guy. You know what I mean? He's got. He's got that look. Whereas Neville's yeah. just an an ugly bastard. Yeah.
0: Aye. Maybe. I mean, obviously, he leaves WWE on controversial circumstances after having to drop the belt to Enzo Amore mm-hmm. and refusing to return. Really. Um, so I mean I don't I don't know see maybe because only he's only in that role for less than a year I think
1: yeah um
0: so maybe he just didn't stick around long enough yeah enough. um but you know he certainly has the ability he's obviously now at E W um is one of the sort of biggest stars there mm-hmm. um I don't know if he'll hit the heights there uh I I don't know if there's enough intrigue around them but it's sensational on the ring I
1: was going to say he's a guy that can always give you a a, a high quality match. Yeah, he sort of line around them,
0: we'll see. So Finn Balor um, debuted in 2000 at the age of 18. Um, so he trained with NWA UK. Um, I think it was Hammerlock was the, but there's all different sort of brands and stuff like that. He then went on to open up NWA Dublin, where he trained Becky Lynch. Right. Very interesting, um, which I, I didn't. I didn't know. I, I knew they'd had a past that had sort of linked them to each other, yeah. but I didn't know he'd actually trained her. Um, which is very, very interesting. Of course, he wrestled on in Countless Independence before going out to, over to New Japan Pro Wrestling um, in 2006, where he pff, won everything he could as a junior heavyweight. Um, three times the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, junior heavyweight tag title six times. He won the best of the super juniors. Um, and of course, famously formed the Bullet Club, club which is still going um, to this day. <laughs> he might be
1: the most successful uh, former that's ever come into Japan.
0: I would say so, yeah.
1: I and deserve, I mean, look, look at the ability he had, you know. Yeah,
0: right. Um and he's got he's gone on to prove he's one of the best around, you know, sure. to this day. Um so this he, he went to NXT in two thousand and fourteen, um, debuting in September. He fails to win the the first time of asking for the title, but eventually wins um, obviously. Um when it goes in I think it's July Against uh, Kevron's Beast of the, the East
1: special. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers.
0: spoilers. Oh, against <laughs> the winner of the main event. <laughs> um, but uh, So he goes on to win the title. And I think he had a really good run with the belt and stuff like that um, down the line as well. I think obviously him coming back to NXT now. Um, best place for him. Is, is the best place for him to be. I think it really it really just. It's a, it's a crowd that appreciates him for who he is as well, you know. Um, he went up to Raw on two thousand in two thousand sixteen during the draft. I think he was like the third pick or something, so they put him over big time on that That's draft. Right. Mm-hmm. Um obviously a lot of big names floating around up there and even up third pick or something like that. He was. Um he was the inaugural universal champion, but it barely lasted twenty four hours after, of course, his uh, shoulder injury, which really halted his run and, and halted his main roster career, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think he was out for about six months. He came back and just never really hit the heights. He's won the IC belt and stuff like that, you know, and he's always been a, a He's always got a big pop when he comes out, and you know the crowd love him and stuff like that. But he just never quite found him, found his feet no. um, on the main roster. Uh, certainly not the level we,
1: you would think he should be, you know. No. Which um, is a shame because yeah. he he's, he's a main eventer, isn't he? He is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, all round character. Maybe not so much in the promos. Certainly not his babyface promos. But in terms of ability, he's uh, probably only second to AJ Styles. I would probably
0: agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think you know now he's heel he turned heel. Of course, went to NXT, set the brand alight by turning heel. Um, really, put his stock back up there. You know, yeah. um, and I think it's so funny that he's been there be you know what, for six years, and that's him just turned heel. Yeah,
1: and yeah.
0: and it's like that whole time nobody, no, I don't, I don't remember anybody saying, oh, they should turn him heel.
1: I you think know? it's because obviously he was heel in Japan with Bullet Club, but his promos over there were kind of full of profanities and just kind of a you know, shouting, screaming, and swearing at people. He can't do that in WWE, but now nah, he's doing the business. He's Definitely. a that. I am better than you, so I'm going to beat you every time you come to the ring with me, a heel character. Yeah. Which, it suits him fine. In a but PG only... world, it's what he can do. Yeah, And he's absolutely. made it work. Take note, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> bastard. <laughs>
0: so, we get the uh, the women's fatal uh, four way up next. Um, I was buzzing for
1: this. This was...
0: One of the most fascinating watches I've had in a while. Yeah. You know, watching these four.
1: Knowing where they've ca- known knowing where they're Knowing how now.
0: far they've come. Yeah. And just seeing their early days stuff, you know. So it's been Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch and Bailey, of course the four horsewomen of NXT, mm-hmm. um Charlotte Flair going into the match with the title around her waist. We got a promo package beforehand and it felt like Sasha was the only one who actually had some character. Um,
1: Right, so that's exactly what I've noted. This is prime, and I mean prime, Sasha Banks boss character. Deep heel, absolutely just owning everyone on the mic. Looks the the part, looks like a badass at her entrance. Really, really selling it, compared to what she is now. Yeah. She's She's the only person in this match that's went back the way from NXT.
0: Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I think, I don't even know what there is to blame because, you know, it's the same... I mean, all right, it's, it's on a bigger stage, but it's the same ties that hold you back. You know, yeah, it's still it's, PG. It's still the same sort of crowd you're dealing with. It's yeah, still, you know definitely. So
1: The problem is that, obviously, she came up with... Um, this will probably cut in the year after us as well. Obviously, she came up with Tamina and... Um, Naomi. Naomi. And she didn't really get to shine in that as the, the boss character solo yeah. but then when she came out of that group she turned face and the boss is not a face character absolutely not
0: no no um, so you think she should have been face just come up as a heel immediately and just yes you know but I, th- I think that's difficult though because I think that's and probably wait- why I think the women's revolution it. thing hindered yeah. her in yeah. that sense but totally it does help we- the others yep definitely
1: um, definitely I but think then by- again they waited to bring Bailey up separately
0: yeah, that's true. So they and and Sasha me. was still down there because oh. she, um, yeah, she, she was, was still feeding Bailey at the time. Yeah, exactly. So she was still down there. So they could have left her down there. Yeah. Um, but so we we get um, Bailey's entrance um, and Rich Brennan gets me the pop of the night with his, with his uh, wacky waving, <laughs> wacky, wacky, wacky waving, inflatable arm gym Jew men, Wallace. Um, Wallace. which I just love that. I love that line. It's just like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, poor
1: Becky. Becky's not a character. <laughs> oh, that's nah, a shame. Actually,
0: um, she
1: is. Um, she is female genetic wrestler three. She's the
0: the, the female headbanger, isn't she? Um
1: uh, what, uh, She was out and she was just like rocking her head the whole time. I'm like, What's yeah. that a character
0: then just like she like. Nah, she music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So we. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm not going to go through too many spots because I, I feel four ways very difficult. To it was, to have, so.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of spots to be. At, the, the no, anyway, mate. but
0: we get we get Becky and Sasha taking Charlotte out in the LED board, um, so they can then Sit about Bailey. Of course, the inevitable happens where the two heels, yeah, Bailey is, it, yeah, Becky is a heel at this point, um, can't quite work together, um, and end up turning on each other. It's, it's, it's inevitable, you know, when Multiple match, multi-person matches is what happens.
1: Yeah, so Sasha is expecting uh, Becky to lie down for her, basically, yeah, I'll to get the pinfall, and Becky's having none of it.
0: Yeah, um, and we get sort of a bit of a round
1: robin effect. Then after that, don't we, we have sort of one coming? Yeah. out Yeah, out. it's just standard feel for way like two guys do a spot, they get out the ring, two other guys do a spot, blah 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 blah. Yeah, rinse and repeat until the finish.
0: Becky hits a phenomenal pump handle suplex follow me um, wasn't
1: it? It was lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, the
0: the, the, the air she got yeah, on Sasha. I, went, but I thought she could have that top rope. Oh, it was <laughs> brilliant. Um, we get a uh, what else should be. <laughs> So we get a one on one out sort of scenario for a while. Um Becky eats a spear at one point from Charlotte. We get Bailey hitting a face buster, which is assisted by Charlotte with a, a sort of wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. and she just gets booted to the outside anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um we get some we get some double teams, um we get those double that double knees thing by, by Sasha in the corner with with Charlotte and Becky laid across the, the ropes. Um
1: a spot that I like when it's one person but not uh, when it's two. I don't like it even when it's one. It doesn't make sense for someone just to lie there, like move your feet. Fucks yeah, up. that's true. Yeah, it just looks crap. It's it looks phony. Like, uh, yeah, it looks set up. Yeah. Remember when Del Rio used to do? uh oh, this stomp, stomp thing was it? Warriors mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So Loki used to do it. He used to like set them up, but he, he used to um like stomp their leg first to make to like bring them up so they're would uh, in the... pain, and they would do a set up, and then he would fucking thump them. Psychology. But Del Rio's just looks shit. Yeah, the guy just Sasha's holds himself just up with the rope Yeah. Yeah doesn't
0: make yes. sense so we get a suicide dive from sasha which i don't know what it is we are try to do suicide dives, but they never look good mm.
1: they,
0: they always look as if she gets her legs caught or yeah. she jumps too soon and doesn't yeah. quite make the leap or whatever but the, the amount of times i've watched her do it and go oh stop yes. stop, please stop before you
1: break your neck
0: yeah it reminds me of lita you know when she did it yes. and it's just like every time i see it i'm like oh please don't uh, i don't know again i don't know if that's a height thing you know. Um, yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, but we get, I think we get back in the rings, uh, Bailey gets a bailey belly off the top on Charlotte. Um, Sasha then comes in, throws out Bailey and tries to steal the win with uh, uh, the bank statement, the face. I think they called it the bank statement at this time. No, no, it's um, the crossface. Yeah. yeah. Um, she then, locks it in deep again, um and then rolls it sort of back into a in a pinfall, um which she actually got the win from which I didn't expect. No, it
1: was cold. Um,
0: it was very cold. Yeah, it was a bit of a flat finish. Yeah. Uh, Twelve minutes twenty eight seconds for this
1: one. And Sasha is the new NXT women's champion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it was a good it was it was a fair match. Good high kind of high work rate. Um a bit clumsy as all kind of feel four ways are. I don't kind ever like that concept. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they make use of the fact that there's no DQ in a fatal four-way match. There needs to be more of that kind of involved. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Obviously, we know the kind of heights that all four of these women get to. At this time, I'd probably say Charlotte's a standout.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's looked, been 10-time women's champion now.
1: Yeah, um, she looks uh, she looks much better here than she does now. I think she's been a wee bit over the top, no plastic surgery. She looks a lot better here. She looks more believable here.
0: She yeah, I think,
1: yeah, she, she um, looks a very. Can I, her face is very, very plastic. I, I, I you know, you see it kind of through the years. I hope she's doing all right, kind of mentally and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's you know, I think it's a psychological thing a lot of the time. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. Unless and you know, whatever people want to do to make themselves happier and you know, make themselves, Definitely you know, I'm, I'm sure she's not doing it for anybody else. Exactly um, because she's
1: she's probably the most talented. Uh, women in the roster after that.
0: yeah you know I, I think it's it's one of those things where you know there's that sort of stereotypical thing where you need to look a certain way yes. in the wrestling business and stuff like that and I hope that's not why she's been doing know, what she's been doing because she's got that quality you know is. where she yeah. doesn't need to be thinking herself but again you know that's that's entirely up to you know the person involved Absolutely. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do this you know no
1: definitely not
0: um, so we. You know, these four women came a long way and I I think it's, it's safe to say it's probably been the best batch of women wrestlers to ever come through the business at the one time. Yep. Um, I think when you look back at previous years and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's because we're still currently in this time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but when you look back at the previous times and when ladies have come through before, Trish Stratus and Leita come to mind. Yep. Um Molly before Holly. that there's one or two that stand mm-hmm. out, you know, I will Molly Holly, but you know, in terms of like a group
1: um, they come through we, together. Yeah, they come through this together. Is, this is the golden era of NXT women's wrestling, right? Here.
0: Absolutely. Um, of course, all of these women went on to 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 win the the women's titles up on the main roster. I'd probably say the least successful has been Sasha. Um, yeah, you know she's, she's a, had four
1: yeah.
0: women's yeah. titles wins. Accumulating about eighty-two days, I think I, I, I counted.
1: Uh, it's not far off that, yeah. That's
0: poor, you know. Um, and I mean it's not her fault, but it's, it's... she's
1: been unlucky with injuries and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, well. she's been really, really tired with injuries. Of course, she took a hiatus after WrestleMania um last year as well, yep. um, and stuff like that. So she she's back just now. Um, the rumor is she's been uh, cast in a show or a film just now. She's currently doing A rap album as well, apparently. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, there's more things going on for her right now than yeah. than wrestling,
1: um. I think she's got that look about that she can be successful outside wrestling.
0: Yeah, definitely. She can certainly go mainstream, you know. Um, Charlotte, of course, as I said, 10-time Women's Champion. um, Her and Becky both in the the first main event at WrestleMania. um, Women's main event at WrestleMania last year. Mm With Ronda? With Ronda, of course. um, I'm not sure if they could have done that without Ronda, but I think it certainly shows an awful lot of how much trust WWE put in them um, and their ability. Uh, You know, Charlotte's really became a real Public figure for the WWE as well, you know. A lot she's, of press and stuff yeah. like that goes around to her. She's a star. Um, Becky, of course, getting most. More, more over recently with the the man gimmick, um, which has probably put gonna her gonna more over it.
1: than any the impression. Um I do the impression. The
0: man. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, probably put her more over than anybody else. Yeah, before her in the women's division, I I think that's safe to say. Um, that, you know, she's really. I think. Yeah. Breached, and uh, you know, people obviously people compare it to you know your Steve Austin's and stuff like that. I don't think it's certainly not at that level, yeah, but it's really you know it was, it was, it was, the the fandom was phenomenal for it. Yeah,
1: the build up um, was better than the payoff because, as most things are in WWE, the the chase is better than the the kind of coronation. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think that woman's belt is. I think it's been defended like twice in the last six months or something like that. It's something ridiculous.
0: It's been really poor. Uh, I think the. Yeah. The, the women's division's a bit up and down at times. Um yeah. you know, but she's heard about it for over a year, but as you say, there's not been an awful lot of defenses or memorable matches from it. Um Which is a shame. Yeah. Um Bailey, of course, she's now working the heel. We've got a new side of Bailey nowadays. Um she is the first Grand Slam women's champion
1: mm-hmm. to win the
0: NXT title, the raw titles, SmackDown title and the tag titles. Yeah. Um so fair enough for that, you know, she, she, she she's at least in the history books for that. Um I think it's funny that, you know, when she first came up, you thought, you know, she's going to be the female Cena, was what people yes, were saying. Yes, You know, absolutely. she's that baby face, everybody loves her, girl next door kind of person. Yeah. Um, the book
1: but... did not correspond with
0: that. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> In theory, you know, it worked well, yeah. but um, it's fascinating going back and watching this, you know, I really,
1: really enjoyed it. Yeah. In fairness, Bailey used a star power for NXT to come up and put over uh, guys like Alexa Bliss, uh, Naomi, kind of people like that. Yeah.
0: Which but, is remarkable to even say, isn't yeah. it? using yep. your, your star power from the developmental brand yep. to come up and put people over in the main roster.
1: She's the ideal babyface, she's the ideal kind of a bully victim, like, she's she's perfect for to go Good against to garner sympathy. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Or generate heat for the, the opposition, i.e. Alexa Bliss.
0: Absolutely. So, main event time, um, we get El Generico versus Kevin Steen, uh, <laughs> Sammy Jane versus Kevin Owens, um, so these two, of course, their careers are absolutely intertwined with each other. Oh, I mean, um, to yeah. this day, um, both he's guys. My sorry, he's in a pod. Yeah, all oh, right. They, they always will be. You know, I think it's uh, if either of them ever make the Hall of Fame, I'm sure the other one over the guy inducting the them. You know, yep, it's, it's 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 that sort of relationship. And uh, so, flashback to the last takeover in December, where Sami Zayn won the title from Neville.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Adrian Neville. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that they have first names. You know, it's yeah. strange. Uh, Owens came out to celebrate with Zane after that and then turned on him by smashing his head against the ram with power bombing him on the apron and stuff like that. Um and the, the character here is fantastic, you know. It's it's a simple Owens is playing the price fighter role, so he's like, you know, well, that championship means more money. And yeah. the more money means a better life for my family. And work. it's like, you know, it's that sort of that sort of heel dynamic where you're like, Well, you can not really boom because he's doing He's doing What's the best thing. for his family, but so in, 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 in his eyes, day. he's the baby yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that leads to this match, and of course, these to have countless matches over the years as well, um, and, and never a bad one, I don't think. Um, no, no, I
1: think it would be impossible for these two to have a bad match together.
0: Absolutely, the chemistry is unbelievable. Um, they also touch on Owens being jealous that Zayn got to NXT before he did, because um, right. they wanted to go together, sort of thing, because they did everything together. Um Pen.
1: Well, that was actually Kevin Owens' kind of a tryout promo, if you will, that he cut a promo on Sami Zayn ah, to get right. him into WWE. It's on his um, it was on his documentary WWE did. That's quite um, fascinating. Actually, it's, yeah. a, it's a really it's a good watch. I'd I'd recommend it. And he just cut a promo on Sami Zayn saying that oh no, we should have done this together. You shouldn't have took that offer and to offered it It's that. Like yeah. The, Bro, it real, just feels real.
0: Ah, it does. Yeah, because they, you know they're touching on a real life friendship there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're showing all the pictures of the two of them on the Indies and stuff like that together. And yeah, yeah. Um, what did you make of the, the the walking up to the gorilla position sort of camera shots with the the, the intense music before the entrances? Did you see these? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we skipped to the match or not um, I skipped to the match <laughs> it was
1: something,
0: it was, They did something similar years ago where it was like uh, Shawn Michaels and stuff like that and they'd have the camera on them and they'd be walking up towards Gorilla and you'd hear that that sort of music that sort of humming music um, Oh it's the old yeah it's the old cage lowering music Aye ah, that sort of thing Yeah, yeah it was like
1: yeah, that but
0: it was yeah. like them going up and it was like but they, it was fine with the first guy I think Owens it was at was it first but then once the next guy was going up like they would cut off the entrance music for the yeah. first guy and then do the music again. I was <laughs> like, yeah. that's weird, you know. Um, but it was somebody that like I said, back in the nineties and stuff like that. I always remember that they did it with Hbk at one point. I think it was maybe like in your house era, um, where they do it for the main events and stuff like that. But um, a bit unique.
1: Obviously, that was that's probably Triple H's idea. Uh, so we get yeah, uh, if, if something that's a bit different. I'm always happy to see it. Well, they try. You know, you have to try different things, don't you? Yeah, and,
0: yeah. You know, they don't do it now, so it must not have been. Yeah, you know it didn't work very well for them, but um, they tried it. So Owens plays them in games. You know he goes to the outside. He makes Sami Zayn wait, etc., etc. Oh yeah, classic um, heel
1: move. Oh, classic yeah. heel move yeah. Just, no, you you know you we'll, we'll wrestle
0: when I'm ready. You know you
1: will wrestle on my time, mate. Yeah,
0: love it. Love it. Yeah, the referee's leaning through the ropes to try and tell Owens to get back in. And Sami Zayn has his big plancher He's big, Tommaso Ciampa, um, <laughs> off <over> the top. <laughs> um, I'm gonna start writing that down, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna get over that one. Day. Uh, so Rose ones into the ring and we get a lot of pounding away and and, and you know some some realness in there. You know, I hate I hate when you get these sort of serious foods and they they, they just wrestle. Call
1: them a verbal tie tie up, yeah. I get yeah,
0: it. so a bit of brawling going on. Um, yeah.
1: Owens hits, um, like a kind of, a, it's going to be like a away suplex, but Zayn lands on the ropes, and he just springboards, and it's Sami Zayn's ragdoll physics, and he yeah. just pops back into the ring, I thought it was lovely, absolutely. It's fantastic, man,
0: he's, it's, it's, we'll speak about we'll speak about where he is later on, um, in today's world of wrestling, um, but it's, it's amazing to watch, you know, back then how fucking good he was, you know, yeah, yeah. Um we get uh, I'm pounding away on Sammy. Sammy's has pounding away on him in the corner, and we get sort of yeah, the dropped jaw first on the top turn buckle, which sort of turns the tide. it um, Owens, Owens' offense, like, it's just manipulative, you know. It's doesn't it? Yeah, it's sickening looking, and and even if it's just simple punches, it just looks good, you know.
1: Yep. Um I think Pete Dunn takes a bit of inspiration for Kevin Owens' offense because it's so deliberate. I think we touched on this on the last episode. He'll just he'll pick he'll just pick you apart.
0: Yeah. So, it's good. But Owens, you know, continues to put the pressure on Sammy, doesn't let him breathe. I think Sammy tries to get to the outside at one point, Owens just follows him, gets him back in. That, that's what, you know, a heel should be doing at times, yes. you know, just working yeah. on him, you know, make sure he doesn't get a breather. Um,
1: Did you like the... Obviously, it's a headlock's boring, but Kevin Owens makes it amazing, because he just smack talks the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: There was there was, one, there was a video online, right, and He's Roman wrestling Roman Reigns, Reigns. Yes, yeah. yeah, and he starts talking about how much money he made, and you yeah. can see Roman Reigns pissing himself off. <laughs> yeah, Yep. <Yeah.
1: laughs> it's fantastic. Like, so i got this much of royalties? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still waiting on my t-shirt money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's such a dick. He's Brilliant. fantastic. He's one of the
0: best at that trash talk thing as well, isn't he? Like, yes, um, yeah. We get, a, we get a nice gutbuster from Owens in the ring, um, followed by a centum for a two- uh, Sammy starts to power up, and come back. We get a blue thunder bomb for a two count. Um, great move, blue thunder bomb. Um, yep, yep. We get a, a super kick on Sammy, and he takes a cannonball in the corner. Um, we also get see the um, sort of half and half suplex that Sammy did. It's like a one arm under the shoulder, one arm yeah. across the body, and over mm-hmm. the back. Really, yeah. really nice. nice. Um, get, like it's a two count of his own. Uh, Owens goes for the senton from the top and Sammy gets his knees up. <sighs> that must mm-hmm. have hurt <laughs> Owens the big boy. <laughs> He's a big lad, yeah. Um, uh, we get an exploder suit plates from Sammy. Owens avoids the Haluva kick in the corner, um attempts a power bomb on the apron, which is reversed by Sammy and that sort of spinboard moonsault um to the outside where Sammy hits his head off the ramp and that's where we sort of get the build to the finish. Yeah,
1: this is yeah, this is the story.
0: Yeah, so not, yeah. the commentators Get on it straight away. Um, you know, I don't know if it was Triple H in their year or if they just caught on to the fact that
1: you know, Well, um, he never it I mean, it he clearly didn't hit his head on the arm, but yeah. that's that's what the storyline was, because they jumped on it immediately. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um so um, we see Sammy getting back in the ring and he tries to go for the haluva, but he's, he's
1: off balance. He tells his he he yeah, he's he's selling the business Yeah um, in the match. Can't hit his moves because he's disorientated. And
0: that's when Owens takes advantage. He um, just pummels him for the next yeah. five minutes. Yeah. I, in the end, it was like five pop-ups or something. and Four or five pop-up power bombs you hits. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. It, it, so he's got him in the corner. He just pummels him. Uh, then he gets him out. He hits uh, two pop-up power bombs. And Zane kicks out. And Kevin was just having none of it. Yeah, that was like, it was
0: like an awkward but you sort of roll with the shoulder, wasn't yeah. it? Like the instinctful, yeah.
1: yeah. It was the last ditch kind of a stuff. Um, he hits a third one. Then he hits a fourth one then he gets him up for a fifth
0: and then that's when the ref kind of rings stop, the bell, yeah. stops it. Yeah. And in the midst of all, of course, the trainers have been down and, you know, they're trying to sort of see what Sammy, state Sammy's in and stuff like that. So um, I kind of hate when they do that to a degree, but at the same time, it's so the injury a wee bit. Um, so yeah, the referee wins a bell, rings a bell and Owens gets the win via referee stoppage. And mm-hmm. because it's a referee stoppage, he gets the belt. Um, yes. yes. So very nicely done. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, Owens has only been there for a couple of months. Um, and
1: he's top star.
0: Yeah, so he put the belt on him and then you know put him over in that degree it showed the, the faith that derby had in him and um, which is quite surprising to say because obviously Owens is not your typical stereotypical derby guy. If you look at him, you know, you, you look at him you think he's not a derby guy. He's a yeah, yeah. inter- wrestler, you know. I, I think um,
1: historically um, as well he comes off as quite um arrogant and hard to work with allegedly. I can I don't I don't believe that myself.
0: I don't know. No. I, I, no I wouldn't think so. Um maybe on the indies. Yeah, um, but you know once I think once up to derby he seems a very very humble guy. He does. He does. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, of course, these two obviously went through the indies. I think Owen's actually debuted at the age of 16 in 2000. Um, Sammy Zane followed suit in 2002. Um, as El Generico, despite the fact that he um, claims to not know who El Generico is in my various interviews that he's done, <laughs> um, which is very, very nice. Of course, both of them have worked for that ring of honour. Owen's at the heights there, won the championship at one point. Sami Zane's been all over the place. Shakara, Ring of Honour.
1: PWG. Uh,
0: PWG, yeah, uh, you know, all over the place these guys have been. So, um, I think Sammy went to... NXT in two thousand and thirteen um and Owens went in two thousand and fourteen. So Sammy this was about a year between them there. Yeah. Um both were up to the main roster. Um I think Sammy actually went up and he had these match
1: with John Cena. Yeah and then he injured himself in his entrance.
0: He injured himself before he even got in the match. Um which is which is a shame. And that took him out for a while. Um,
1: yeah, In fairness, it was pretty much pro- poetry because Kevin Owens then took that spot on the main roster because Sammy Zim was out injured.
0: Yeah, um, I think he was out for about seven months or something. He came back in it, December. It wouldn't have been far off. Yeah, I think he came back in December because we were at that UK tour when he returned. That was that's a sort right. of, his that's, return was that's, on
1: the tour. Yep, that's absolutely correct. Yep.
0: Um, so he would go up to the main roster. He would go up to the Royal Rumble um, following that, I think that was 2016, 17. 16? 16, yeah. Yeah, where um, he would eliminate Kevin Owens. Obviously, Kevin Owens would go up to the main roster not too long after this, actually. Um, With the NXT title, which was unforeseen Um, at that 16, point. And obviously, yeah. Challenge John Cena at a match and stuff like that, having a nice feud with him. Um, Some of the
1: best matches of that year.
0: Yeah, and what's story as well? When you, mm. Remember when he, 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 he stumped on the, the US, US title thing. while he held, held the NXT title yeah. above
1: his head? This, this means more.
0: Yeah, what an image. Um. So of course these two guys they feuded for quite a while a long time they also teamed up um, more recently um, Owens probably had a, he definitely did have a better run on the main roster than um, Sammy Zayn did he's a three time US champion two time IC champ he held the Universal Championship before losing it to that young rookie Goldberg um, he's had to undergo double knee surgery recently so he was out for a while and he's now back having a baby face run at the minute um, which I'm quite enjoying I know a lot of people say he's a natural heel which he absolutely is and he's a better yeah. heel than he has a face but I do quite enjoy
1: it makes anything work.
0: Yeah, I quite enjoy being a babyface and having a little bit of something different for him, you know. I think if you do the same stick over and over again, it can get very tiresome. Um, Sami Zayn, of course, is now uh, the only guy with a manager's license in the WWE. Um <laughs> So he's on Raw and SmackDown. Um, I think he's, he's, he's yeah, been yeah. sort of chop and changing who he's... Yeah, it's
1: mostly, my, mostly Nakamura.
0: Yeah, but it's mostly... Uh, yeah, it's, it's Nakamura and now Cesaro on SmackDown. He was with Mojo for a wee while, but that's fizzled out, yeah. um, thankfully. Thankfully. Um, I mean, he he's, he plays that role really well. I think um, I think his promos I've gotten miles better in the last year or so. Um, but I, I do prefer to see him wrestle. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know why they're keeping him out the ring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, but I mean, you know. I, I also, when I was when I was looking online, I found that quite obviously he's French, um, so he speaks French and English fluently, but he also speaks Arabic flu- fluently. Yes, yeah, um, he's
1: a very he's a Syrian. Descent. Yeah. Um, and he so, obviously is from, I think he's from Quebec as well, so French speaking territory. Yeah. Canada.
0: Yeah. Right. saw so, obviously, and I knew, I, knew, I knew he was French speaking and English speaking, yeah. but Arabic was quite a, a, a one. I was like, oh nice. Yeah,
1: he, <laughs> does, <laughs> he does that Sammy Sami for Syria, I can't That's be. correct. Yeah. Which why he yeah. doesn't get, go to the Saudi shows, which is fair enough.
0: Yeah. So, in these two guys what, put in a great match. Um, I, 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 before I do my, match, my, my show rating for this one, I want to go back and change last week's because I was very harsh last week. Oh I gave right. last week's NXT a B plus, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go back and change it to an A flat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the only reason I ranked that down is because of the exhaustion of the show, and I thought yeah. that was quite harsh to rank it down by, like, you know, because it's an A plus show and I've ranked it down to a B. Um, so I put it back up to an A <laughs> um, for the record books. Um,
1: for the record books,
0: yeah. Uh, so, what, what would you rate this show?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, will talk about that match first. Um, I thought it was a great story, kind of a culminating the Kevin Owens' entry into NXT. Obviously, he's he's not happy that Sami Zayn's got there first. Perfect turn under the The, the apron sets up the match, obviously. Um, I thought this match was vicious. That's the only word I could just describe it. Yeah. It was vicious. Kevin Owens just, he knows what he has to do. Pummels him. Yeah. Love this match. Perfect main event.
0: I felt I felt like the message across all the matches and the story across all the matches were very very clear and this really you know amplified that Yeah, I think um, it was quite unfounded as well to use the, the, the previous history between these two like on the indies and stuff yep and, and and put it into the story and make it such a key feature of the story you can't um,
1: deny that there's a history between the two that you can't hide that from this kind of audience no no um, but, but it's smart to embrace it you know yeah definitely, um, definitely.
0: and it really really helped the story so yep
1: uh, overall for the show, um, it's a solid B. I've put
0: the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, so there was some good matches. Um, Hideo versus Breeze, good match. Uh, Corbin Dempsey, it was what it was. Um, that was another disqualification match, by the way. I don't know if you realised that. I did not. <laughs> yeah, that was a O.D.Q. No DQ match, and there was one use of a chair which missed. So I don't understand why that was an no DQ match. Nah, no need. Uh, the tag team match had Sankara, so that can fuck off. Um, the Neville and Finn match was a match of two halves Um, second half been incredible, first half was bollocks the women's match mm, kind of indifferent about this one, the amount of talent in the ring they didn't do a lot with it right, okay Um, it was a high work rate match but they could have done more and I don't particularly like fatal 4 ways and then the main event was obviously incredible, so the the main event propped up
0: the score yeah, yeah
1: the negatives yeah. from the other matches
0: I, I really enjoyed the Tammy and, and Breeze as an opener I thought it was good um, you know I thought, I thought both guys put in a good show and there was nothing of note bad I mean it could have been a TV match you know that I think that's probably what you could take away from it but yep. you know nothing negative to note Dempsey versus Corbin I mean at least the right guy won it wasn't overly long um, you know I think Dempsey's quite sloppy and, and, and very generic so mm-hmm. but it was good that Corbin got over him pretty quickly um, and, and in decent fashion Um I think the tag match, you know, I think they hindered themselves a bit with the botches as it was. It probably had the potential to be a great match, Um, but I think it was probably too early and and certainly NXT's time. But these, you know, the tag teams, the chemistry just didn't seem to be there. Um, So that probably brought it down a little bit. But then I think the the fatal four way sorry, sorry, Finn Balor and Neville first, I I enjoyed this match a little bit more than you. I thought it was a great match. Um, And I I always enjoy the slow build at the start. Um, Yep. To a degree um, I do believe it maybe went on a wee bit long on this one um, You know, if you, if you cut a minute or two from the headlocks um, It maybe have been a hell of a lot more entertaining yeah. to watch I mean, the match was only 13 minutes So I don't think they needed that at the start, to be fair No um, the, the Fatal 4, we thoroughly enjoyed that I thought it was high energy um, And I think it was probably more intrigue for me You know, watching these four at the early stage Like I said earlier on, you know um, And just sitting there going Christ, look how far they've come now, you know mm-hmm. and, and seeing yeah. what they were like then and stuff like that as you say the main event was was dynamite, Um, and I think I didn't expect this card to. I didn't expect to enjoy it that much, even though I picked it. I thought it'd be nice to go back and look at that sort of era of NXT
1: and sort of see what we what what we missed and sort of sort of things. Um, But I enjoyed it. It was good. I I think this this um, NXT rival, I think this was one of the major turning points for NXT into the big brand that it is today. Yeah. Look at the talent on that roster. Absolutely incredible.
0: And, you know, I say, we've, we've touched on everybody's sort of careers and where they've ended up, um, yeah. and not a lot of them have flopped, you know. I think I was like Bill no. Dempsey was the one who disappeared disappear. Um, pretty much everyone else did something, you know, yeah. or is still doing something mm-hmm. um, of, of merit. So, um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And next week, I guarantee you, we're going to enjoy that show a hell of a lot less.
1: Oh, what have you got from there?
0: So... Elimination Chamber just around the corner, that's the next live pay-per-view in two weeks. So next week I thought we'd do an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. There's right. not an awful lot of good ones. Um no. <laughs> I thought about doing the one where Bray Wyatt won the title. No, oh, Jesus. I considered it, but I thought that's too recent. That's a bit so, a uh, yeah. so we're gonna go back and do the first Elimination Chamber pay-per-view um in two thousand and ten. So that's the first time it was coined, a pay per view. Oh. So we've got two chamber matches to get through there. Um and that'll give us a nice feel for what's coming up um, on the following week. So um, it was slim pickings for the <laughs> chamber pay-per-views, to be honest. So I just sort of...
1: <laughs> Went for the earliest one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I thought, I'll go for the first one. I was going to do, like, obviously a show that had an Elimination Chamber but wasn't the pay-per-view. But I thought, no, we'll stick to the February theme. We'll get one yeah, that happened in February. That's um, the rules. Yeah, so I thought, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, so next week we're going to do Elimination Chamber 2010. <laughs> oh.
1: Join us, won't you? <laughs>
0: yes, yes, I think that might be, might be a long for the podcast. A, I
1: think I might have a sore throat next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> need to schedule an illness, do you? <laughs> oh. But thanks for doing that, pal. I really appreciate you coming on again. And, uh, on.
1: It's always a pleasure watching Wrestling with you, Mark.
0: Right. So join us next week. Elimination Chamber 2010 we'll be doing. Um, if either we enjoy it or we don't enjoy it, we'll still have a lot to moan about. So uh, come and join us next week. Elimination Chamber 2010. Thank you very much.